to the Her Influence podcast, calling women to rise in purpose and influence your world with real voices, bold words, and whole hearts. The Her Influence podcast is created on behalf of Gather Women by Women in Canada for women everywhere to rise in their leadership influence wherever they are planted. And now, here are your hosts, Kathy Ostapchuk, Vanessa Hoyes, and Caitlin Say. Welcome to Her Influence Podcast, hosted by Gather Women. My name is Vanessa Hoyes, and I'm coming to you from Montreal, Quebec. Well, earlier on in fall, Gather hosted an incredible online conference and conversation that is continuing to be ongoing called A Seat at the Table. It was phenomenal. There was incredible speakers and thinkers and leaders across our nation. Her Influence podcast has all year facilitated some of these courageous conversations and really continued to create space for championing truth and challenging inequity and changing our world locally and globally with those people whose voices continue to be projected into places from Canada that are influencing around the world. One of those incredible friendships our lead catalyst Kathy has in this nation is with Danielle Strickland. I too have a great honor of, of calling her friend and having some time with her across the summer with her and her family. And Danielle in this podcast today actually talks about what it means to be better together really a conversation that stems from passion in her life for years and years and a voice she has in the kingdom across the earth on this topic of male and female, the equality uh, that they can find within leadership with one another, co-leading and all the different dynamics that go on. And so you're going to love Danielle's conversation today around the revelation of male and female being better together. We're going to dive straight into this podcast right now as we come to the end of 2020. What great revelation to carry with you as you move across the threshold of a new year. And as we do that, we want to thank our sponsor, Compassion Canada, for the way they are continuing to really change the world of hundreds and thousands of children all around the world. And so let's dive straight into this conversation with Daniel Strickland called Better Together. Hello, I'm thrilled to be with you at Gather. Isn't this amazing that we can gather, even though this is not the way that we want to gather? We want to gather in person, there's no doubt about it. But here we are nonetheless, still being able to share and inspire one another with the hope that is within us. And so I'm excited to do that. And I want to talk about, well, changing the world, (laughs) changing the nation, which of course means changing ourselves. Nuts. I wish actually change could happen outside of us instead 
instead of inside of us, but change always happens, especially in the kingdom of God by the way that we do things, right? Jay Leno, I do anything for the perfect body, he said, except diet and exercise. <laughs> and I feel like sometimes that's the way that we view uh, the way that God wants to do things in our world. You know, we'll do anything except the very thing that is required, which is changing the way that we see, changing the way that we view, changing the way that we live, changing the way that we relate, changing our own practices, changing our own faith, coming alive to the things that God would ask us to think about. Let's think about changing the nation for a second. Let's think about changing the world. What are the things that are the most essential things that need to be changed? What are the things that you think are the most essential things that need to be changed? You know, it, it strikes me that there's two movements that happened in the last couple of years. The first was the Me Too movement. The Me Too mo- movement was a movement of women, millions and millions and millions of women all around the globe spilling the beans about their own experience of sexual abuse and sexual harassment. And it implicated everybody everywhere. And then this year, the movement has been a racism movement, an anti-racism movement. And the same thing, spilling the beans, like the time is up. Like now is the time. We're not taking it anymore as we've watched black and brown bodies be treated with such disrespect and systemic racism being exposed for the first time. This is a really interesting season in which we're living in terms of these two movements exposing an injustice, a a deep root of inequity that's happening between women and men, absolutely, but also happening between people of color. This is fascinating because in Galatians, Paul talks about the power of the gospel and the power of the gospel through the lens of Jesus, you know, through the person of Jesus, what Jesus has done in this world is made it possible for all of the walls of hostility, the scripture says, or the divisions, those things that would have separated us, not just separated us in terms of perspective, separated what we thought of one another, but also separated us from living together. Those walls were done away with in Christ Jesus. In Galatians, of course, it says that now there is no longer, there is no longer in Christ, there is no longer Jew or Gentile or male or female or slave or free. We're all one in Christ Jesus. This is fascinating. I was talking to a friend of mine, Sammy Awad, who's trying to make peace in the Middle East. <laughs> Every time I think I have a hard job, you know, trying to get women and men to live equ- with equity or to, to get people to come together in a spirit of reconciliation, you know, anytime this like gospel work is so hard, I think of my friend Sammy trying to make peace in the Middle East. I mean, it is hard work. And Sammy said that he's really, really discouraged one day because he could never get and everyone kept looking backwards to kind of think about like, where could we drag some momentum to change the future? And he said, finally, I came across this this theory called nonlinear theology, and he said, I came across this theory that I understood right away was exactly what Jesus was doing, and he said it was that we would start with the future. So think about this. He gathers these uh, mostly widows, actually, but many other people, but people from different backgrounds. So Muslim, Palestinian, Muslim, Palestinian, Christians, maybe Jewish people. And he has them all in this room. And they, they do the first exercise they do is just to imagine themselves at the end of their life and having had a wonderful, like with life being good with life being good, like their best possible life. They're at the end, they're sitting in their rocking chair, they're looking over their porch, and what do you see? What does your perfect life look like at the end? You know, what, what, what do you want this to look like? And he said, one by one, they start to share. He said, what is incredible is as they start to share, 
they start to share things like, I want my kids to live in peace. I want my children to have been able to fulfill their dreams. I want there to be, uh, I want there to be a lack of conflict. I don't want violence. I don't want fear. I want them to be able to play, you know, like there's all these, I want there to be enough food to eat. Like I, I want us to be able to, and as they're sharing their perfect world, what happens, Sammy said, is otherworldly. Everybody starts to realize that they have more in common. They're all dreaming the same thing. They all want to do the same thing. Their desired outcome, their perfect future is the same. And he said, what happens when they start to imagine this better world, imagine this possible future, what happens is they start to create ways to get there together. We're just taking a moment through this podcast to highlight our phenomenal sponsor of this particular season of Her Influence podcast. And we are highlighting today the alumni of the child sponsors that we have. And his name is Dr. Jose Pina. And he's a medical doctor working on the front lines and leading medical missions in a small town in the Dominican Republic. But before he was a medical school graduate, as well as a proud husband and father, Jose was a little boy growing up in one of the most dangerous and crime-riddled neighborhoods in the Dominican Republic. And what really made a difference in his life was his Compassion Sponsor. See, what Compassion Sponsors see in the faces of the children that populate Compassion Sponsorship webpage are the world's future teachers, artists, lawyers, tradespeople and healthcare workers like those who are working on the front lines of this pandemic right now. So when you sponsor a child, you are joining a movement of compassion sponsors around the world who believe that children living in poverty matter. They matter now and they matter in their future. As this pandemic continues on, child sponsorship matters more than ever. It ensures a child can survive this pandemic and thrive beyond it. Like Dr. Jose, we just heard about and his incredible difference he's making now. And I also really sense that these children we're going to sponsor through compassion as my husband and I, Andrew, my name's Vanessa, if we didn't connect at the beginning of the podcast, we have for 21 years of our married life sponsored compassion children We've had six of them, we've graduated two of them, and we know they're not just leaders in their future, they're actually often leaders now. As soon as you connect sponsorship to their life and their story, they begin to feel loved, they begin to feel believed in, they begin to feel championed, and leadership starts in them the second, I believe, sponsorship awakens this value and worth within them. We have loved compassion for all our years and feel like they're the most integrous uh, organization when it comes to child sponsorship. We love their partnership with the local church. We couldn't speak more highly of them as local church pastors. We encourage uh, every single person in our congregation to partner with compassion in some way, shape or form. So why don't you go ahead and really think and pray at this end of the year of 2021, if you're listening to this episode currently, why don't you begin to think about sponsoring a child 
or gathering with your children and talking about sponsoring a child with them also, writing them letters, connecting with them, speaking into their current leadership and their future leadership. When Daniel starts to speak about being better together, I think of the girls and the boys all across the earth that need someone first to value them so then they can stand alongside one another and make a difference in their world and the world around them just the same way we can. So thank you for leaning in to this partnership with Compassion. Let's get back to hearing more revelation from Daniel right now. And uh, it reminded me of a conversation I had with a woman named Ganilla Eckberg. Ganilla Eckberg is a Swedish-Canadian woman who worked with the Swedish government in reframing prostitution. Now, up until her, really up until that movement in Sweden, everyone just believed that prostitution was the world's oldest profession. And that movement in Sweden that Ganilla Eckberg helped lead changed their minds and started to help people understand that prostitution is in fact the world's oldest oppression. And they began to reframe how all of that works in order that they would be a country that would empower women instead of oppress women. Uh, At the height of that movement, actually, about 20 years ago, the Swedish government put on its website, we believe that women and children are not for sale. (laughs) It was so powerful. Anyway, I cornered her at a conference one, one time and I said, Ganilla, how did you do it? Like, how did you change a nation's mind? Like, how do you do those big changes? I mean, that's what we want to talk about is how do we change the world, right? How did you do it? And Ganilla looked at me and she said, there were two things necessary to change a nation's mind. I said, great. She said, you have to be able to imagine a better world. And then you have to understand oppression. Imagine a better world and then understand oppression. Now, As a Christian, this was so fascinating to me because what Jesus was doing was demonstrating by his everyday actions, by the way that he lived his life, a better world. What it means to be a better human, what it means to be living in a better world where divisions and and stigmas and, and, and prejudices were no longer, fear was no longer the dominating narrative by which we lived our lives. We weren't scared anymore. We weren't hiding anymore. We weren't, you know, prevented from seeing each other anymore. Everybody Jesus encountered was through the lens of faith, through the lens of hope, through the lens of possibility. Everyone he saw, he saw through all the social disguises, right? Through class, through through uh, g- gender, through race, through background, a Roman centurion, you know, uh, uh, a leper, you know, a diseased person that we should be afraid of. He refuses fear because he's imagining a world where fear doesn't exist. When John on the island of Patmos was worried and concerned and imprisoned and the church was in trouble, everybody was petrified, fear was dominating, uh, people were, Christians were being lit on fire as torches for for the, the governor's ball. I mean, it was nuts. And John is having this open vision and Jesus says, I want you to write this down. I want you to write this down. What could help the church right now when they're scared? What could help the church right now when they feel stuck? What could help the church right now when they feel like there's nothing they can do that will change anything? I know, a vision. 
a vision of a perfect future, a vision of another world, a vision of what it looks like when people come together in the kingdom of God. And that vision, it's a vision of Jesus. It's an open vision of his sovereignty. It's a vision of healing and wholeness and calmness and goodness. It's a vision of more than enough, but it's also a vision of a celebration of diversity. Every color, every tongue, every tribe, every nation, everybody with palm branches shouting Hosanna, the Lord says, everybody with white robes on that the God has been equal before the throne. This equity that we're all in this together. We're all at the foot of the cross together in need of the redemption of Christ. And this unified picture, the celebration of diversity is God painting a better world. It's how we change things. It's how we change our perspectives. It's how we change our attitudes. It's how we change our, it's how we change everything. <laughs> you know, uh, Gandhi says, be the change you want to see in the world. And it's such a trite thing to say right now, but in all honesty, when Martin Luther King Jr. went over to see what Gandhi was doing, because Martin Luther King wanted to change the world, (laughs) he said to Gandhi, how are you doing this? How are you mobilizing people? How are you seeing such transformation? How are you doing this without violence, without fear? And Gandhi said this, I am simply reading the Sermon on the Mount every day and then trying to put it in practice. I'm trying to live out the words and the teachings and the visions of Jesus. That's what I'm doing. And Martin Luther King Jr. wrote, he just said, he wrote a whole thing on Gandhi. He just said, I have never seen such a powerful demonstration of the gospel in a movement in my whole entire life. And it inspired him to take a nonviolent approach, that approach that would be aggressively loving his enemies. We refuse hate because it's too much of a burden to bear. This is what it means to live in right relationship with each other. This is the gospel core message. Listen, in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, this is how Paul puts it. So from now on, we regard no one from a worldly point of view. I refuse to agree with the devil that all men are harassers or abusers or jerks. I have three boys at home. I refuse it. I see past the behavior. I see past the fear. I see past the hurt. And that's a whole other conversation about forgiveness and freedom. And I see into the desired creation of God, the sacred heart of God in every person. I refuse to believe that people who are different, from different social classes, from different backgrounds than me, from different faiths than me, from different countries than me, are here to to take things. I refuse to view them through the lens of fear and the lens of scarcity and the lens of not enough. I refuse it, just like Jesus did, because I envision I can see a better world. And I understand that fear is the currency of oppression. I refuse it. I no longer view anyone through a worldly point of view, which means what? It means that I can live in a right relationships. It means that I can live in an aggressive posture of love towards the other, whether that is men and women coming together in right relationships to change things for the future, whether or not that is uh, people from other nations, um, people from other backgrounds, other social classes, other, I should be living a different way. I want to not only imagine a better world, but then live it together. Look, if Sammy can work this way in the Middle East making peace, couldn't we do this in Canada? (laughs) Couldn't we model? Couldn't we be the people who see, refuse fear as a lens and use faith as a lens to see difference with opportunity, to see the possibilities that exist, to live in right relationship with one another and with other people, to refuse fear as a posture and choose love instead. This is the radical nature of what it means to follow Jesus. This is actually how we change the world. If you want to change the world, you want to change a nation, change your life. 
change your life. Do it through the person of Jesus. Invite the power of the resurrected Jesus to infuse you to see the world differently and to work on making your relationships right and good and whole and empowering and possible where people see, whoa, what's going on over there? And we say, oh, you want to know what's going on over here? It's the kingdom of God. It's a celebration of diversity. It's healing. It's wholeness. It's equality. It's justice. It's peace. Let's live like that. Let's change the world. Okay, I'm sure that you loved every moment, every word of Danielle, every intentional sentence that she speaks and she doesn't just speak it she lives these revelations out and so many more around justice around inequity around what to do in the face of injustice as you follow her on any any way that you can on her instagram on her website, on all the different endeavors that she partners with and leads. She is a phenomenal woman, as many of us know, but some of us may be new to her world. So go ahead and follow Danielle Strickland. And for more of these kind of conversations and positioning yourself with a national movement across um, what God is doing with the Canadian church, with the kingdom here in this nation, Follow along and track with us on Gather on all the various social media outlets. Sign up to our weekly email. There are so many exciting things that we are doing as a leadership team here at Gather for 2021. We've got a membership that we're curating just for you, anyone across our nation. In fact, anyone across the world can be part of that membership. There are internship opportunities launching to be part of the Gather leadership team for 2021 and we are just so excited about some more online opportunities and we're believing by the grace of God some in-person opportunities as well for 2021 we'll continue all the conversations that a seat at the table have really connected us with and the people track with them all they are all part of the gather world they uh they stand for everything we believe in value here at gather so thank you from the bottom of our hearts for just being along the journey with us and to every single male and female listening to this conversation i encourage you to not just have a great an inspiring uh, podcast experience, but see what this means for you to take the next step and really challenging inequity where you see it, using your voice where you need to use it and continuing to become male and females leading and influencing where literally we are better together. So we love you. We bless you on behalf of the Gatherly team. We just want to wish you, if you're listening to this, a Merry Christmas and the most breathtaking threshold crossing into 2021, where you literally, again, can start to just develop such a new hope and such an expectation for what the new year is going to bring. We love you. Thanks for listening to the Her Influence podcast. Download and share this episode and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Go to gatherwomen.com for show notes, resources, and events in your area. We invite you to join the movement to hear the voices of women represented in equal value and strength in all kingdom conversations and to see the presence of women in equal value and strength in every area of influence. 
And now, rise in purpose and influence your world with real voices, bold words, and whole hearts.